Hi, everybody. This is Peter Diamandis, and I'm here with my dear friend, Dan Sullivan, and welcome to Exponential Wisdom. In this episode, we're going to be covering a topic that unless you've been standing or sitting under a rock or avoiding all media and all digital connections, you have heard with, hopefully have played with, and are starting to scratch your head like, how is this going to change my life, my company, my industry? And that topic, Dan, is one that you and I are both talking a lot about, which is the entire explosion of what OpenAI has done with GPT-3, chat GPT, and what's coming from DeepMind at Google, what's coming from Imad Mustak at Stable Diffusion. It's the you know inflection that's occurred in the field of AI in the last six months. Mm-hmm. I was actually late to the game, so I really became aware of it around November. So a lot of the clients had been, you know, already experimenting, and they would be talking about the various applications, and they want to know how we think about this. So I've been putting a lot of my attention just from the standpoint of who they are as entrepreneurs. Their main objective is greater productivity and greater profitability. And I said, well, look at everything you're doing now that would be assisted by this one particular. I said, there's, as I can tell from Mike Koenig, that there's dozens and dozens of tools coming off the assembly line. So anyway, I think we're in a, a bit of a tsunami with this one right now. Yeah, I, I like to say, you know, there is a tsunami and you want to learn how to surf on top of it instead of being crushed by it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that folks need to understand. 2023 is going to make 2022 look like it was standing still. Mm-hmm. You know, what's going on now that's different than any time in human history? Because people have been speaking about AI officially for about 50 years, really got into it when, you know, Larry Page and Sergey Brin started Google. They started it to be an AI company. 20 plus years ago, and it was slow. You know, we saw Google search seeming magical early on. But what's happened in the last five years is there's been a steady increase, actually a massive increase. And it's been the result of two forces. The first is a consistent and exponential growth in computational power. Mm -hmm. That old microchip that you and I have talked about so hard and so long There's more computational power, cheaper and cheaper, available everywhere. And the second thing that's out there that never was out there before is a massive amount of labeled data. What I mean by that is, you know, Wikipedia and all of the websites and YouTube videos and photos that have been labeled. So computers and databases and machine learning algorithms can now crawl the entire web, consume it, and learn from it. Mm-hmm. And the tech that materialized here are called these large language models. GPT-3 and GPT-4 coming next year are examples. And these large language models are able to understand statistically what should come next and what's out there in structured language that I could replicate. Chat GPT is probably the most exciting thing that's come out recently. It's powered by OpenAI's underlying algorithms. And what I've seen and what you've seen is extraordinary. I was just at a YPO event last night talking about Abundance 360 and Fountain Life. And one of the comments I made is every profession out there, every entrepreneur out there is going to have a co-pilot. It's going to be 
an AI that works with them, assists them. And I showed two short videos. One was a person using ChatGPT who says, can you write me a lease for a apartment in South Carolina that's a two-year lease with seven one-year extensions? And ChatGPT then writes the lease. It is your lawyer, and it's extraordinary. It's looked at every lease available on the web. It understands the South Carolina law and understands what you mean by a two-year lease with eight one-year extensions, whatever it is. The second example that was even blew me away was a physician that put in a patient report into chat GPT and said, like, give me a differential diagnosis. And these are the additional tests I did. And what's your diagnosis? And it diagnosed the patient accurately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of an introduction of something new that the public became aware of that allows people to actually think about what this can do for them, because people have to refer to some experience in the past where there was a sudden emergence of it. And I think it was before my lifetime. I think it was actually electricity, Mm -hmm. you know, when 12 square blocks of New York City, Thomas Edison had created a electric generator and he had the entire 12 so it's 12 by 12 is 144 blocks he hit a switch and they all lit up a whole section of new york city and for the people who are there that must have been wow magic yeah magic and i think there's something magical about this my first thought is as a writer and i pump out a lot of stuff you're a writer you pump out a lot of stuff the first draft is the toughest part of writing okay And I think that this gives you a, I would say, a 10 times faster, sure, first draft than anything that I've seen before this. I mean, I'm talking about writing because it could be a first draft of something in music. It could be first draft of something that's graphic or visual and like first draft of a a legal document, you know, and then the person who's the lawyer says, yeah, uh, just a few changes here and there. And then that's nuance that a human will know just because of the situation. So I think it's electricity. I think it's... I think it's electricity. You could think it's the mobile phone, the computer, Google. I mean, in the past, if you wanted to find any information, you would go and search and try to figure it out. Now it's, you know, instant your fingertips. It is truly magical. And there are thousands of entrepreneurs building products on top of ChatGPT. Right, they're going to be three or four fundamental underlying algorithm models. One out of Google, one out of OpenAI, one out of Stable Diffusion. There's a few others coming, and then that layer of capability, like the Intel chip or like the World Wide Web, people are going to build capabilities. But the one thing that we all have in common is a constraint. You know, you talk about this, and I do too. Is seven days in a week. 24 hours in a day and anything that can make you get to your endpoint more yeah. efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. We had a discussion and the subject came up that this is going to make unproductive people productive. I said, no, it's not. It's going to make unproductive people more unproductive and it's going to make productive people more productive. It's actually going to create a fork in the road where choose a future. Do you want an unproductive future? You go this way and use it to do silly things. And if you want a productive future, go 
to this side and start creating more productive things. So my sense is that it just enhances the direction that an individual or a team is already going in. Yeah. You know, the other side of ChatGPT creating words, it can also be used very effectively to create software. Mm -hmm. So being able to ask it to write a program of some type. And of course, the output of ChatGPT is characters, but there's Dolly 2 and there's Stable Diffusion and a few others that are creating imagery. You employ artists for your books and such. I mean, how are you going to feel, Dan, when ChatGPT displaces your art collaborators or will it not? It won't. It won't. They'll be the ones using it to enhance their own skills. Okay. I mean, just take software. I have a cartoonist that all the books I do with a cartoon, we do it on Zoom. So we draw it right on the screen on Zoom. And I would say just by the natural improvement in software that's occurred in the eight years that we've been working together, that I get an extra new hymn every year just because of the increase in software and hardware, hardware improvements too, but software improvements. This will be another multiplier. You know, he's the one who will figure out how he enhances himself and pushes forward. So I think it's the important part of it is what it transforms and creates that was not possible before. Not so much what does it disrupt and destroy. I mean, capitalism is creative destruction. You know, new things are being created that have the in layman's terms, they're faster, they're easier, they're cheaper, and, and they produce a bigger buck. And anytime a new innovation comes along in the capitalist system, it naturally creates all sorts of new forms that never even existed before. But it does so, there's a cost to it, and that is a lot of existing forms. You use the legal profession. 25 years ago, Law clerks were getting paid $75 an hour, were being charged out at $75 an hour that couldn't in a month do what your South Carolina example did in minutes, maybe? Uh, No, seconds. Seconds. I mean, about 60 seconds, it had pumped out the lease. Yeah. And we're going to see that more and more and more. And so the idea that, you know, every profession will have a AI Mm co-pilot, right? I've said this many times, in the future, it's going to be malpractice to diagnose without AI in the loop, right? There are 7,000 science journal articles written every morning, and I don't think your physician has probably read more than one of them, but your AI could have read all of them. And an AI can pump through tens of thousands of pages of legal documentation to help you analyze a case. So it's gonna become a superpower and it's a collaboration. It's not AI versus humans. It's AI and humans. Yeah. Well, you talked to the individuals involved right at the center. It struck me right off the bat that one of its large impacts is going to be on search engines. What's going to happen to the titans of the search engine? I mean... Well, it's just really one. It's Google, right? I mean, yeah, it's so funny. If you look at Bing... I love it. If you figure out what is the number one thing that people go to Bing, which is Microsoft search engine and search for, is they search for the word Google. (laughs) (laughs) So when GPT-3 first came out, there was a whole bunch of froth, if you would, excitement in the Twitter sphere of saying, holy cow, Google's in trouble. And the reason is when you Google something, you get a bunch of 
links, and they're highly relevant links, but you have to go to the link and read the article to find the data you want. Mm-hmm. Chat GPT, when you ask a question like, you know, what is the dominant philosophy in London in the 1800s, making this up, yep. you Google, you'd find papers and books, and you have to actually go dig. Chat GPT will actually construct an answer for you and write a college level essay. Uh, my son was playing with it. He asked the question because it was a school project how is the concept of error valuable in invention? And it wrote a essay on the subject. And then he did something. He said, can you make it sound more intelligent? And it rewrote it, making it sound more intelligent. Or you can have JetGPT write poems for you, write jokes for you, do anything you want. It's a fascinating deep dive. Yeah. But Google's going to compete by coming up with their own version of ChatGPT for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm exploring is having my own private AI knowledge base, which is just all the stuff that I've ever said and read, you know, and my only concern, and I'll have my IP lawyer running interference here, is that if I'm using a platform to do it, I want a firewall built between my stuff and any other user that other people can't use this because I basically want to have a conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. So what's your thinking about that? So the idea is definite. I'm having the same and have been working in the same ideas. I just created a digital avatar of myself, my voice, my image. And you know when I made Futurescope, and uploaded all my books and my blogs and trained the AI there to answer within the corpus of that information. You can train up an algorithm or an AI on your data without exposing your data. And so it can be, you don't have to make it available into the wild. So Ray Kurzweil at Google created the first version of this called Chat with Books. What he did was, and this was years ago, he created a algorithm that you could go and ask Google within the context of a book, a question. Mm-hmm. And the algorithm would look throughout the book to find the most relevant answer and answer you that question from within, you know, Atlas Shrugged yeah. or um, Futurist Faster. Yeah. And then Tony Robbins has been working on this. And I do think we're going to end up with a pocket Dan Sullivan, a pocket Peter, a pocket Tony, where you can get coaching on demand on the situation you're in. And it's really around the idea of the six Ds. We're going to digitize you and me. We're going to dematerialize us, democratize and demonetize us Mm -hmm. and be able to support millions of people. Yeah, and we already are from a print standpoint and a video standpoint and an audio standpoint. So I think that this is a combiner. It takes it and turns it into a knowledge base. I'm reminded every once in a while of a thinking tool that I created 15 years ago. And people show it to me and I said, wow, wow, where'd that come from? And they said, well, you created it 15 years ago. (laughs) And I, I don't remember. And I'd like to have access to a lot of the tools that I've created way in the past that if I brought them back to the present or not, I'd see new use for them. Listen, I get it. And I'd love to be able to have a conversation with Virtual Dan 
actually, I'd have a conversation with you and Virtual Dan and see how you guys compare your answers. But I think it would be fun, Dan, to work on a tool together on how to use this explosion of let's use chat GPT or these large language models mm-hmm. and how to think about it in your industry and your business. Because, yeah. you know, I've said this and I'm going to say it again for folks this decade, there are two kinds of companies, those fully utilizing AI mm-hmm. and those out of business. Mm-hmm. It's just that black and white. The numbers are extraordinary. In fact, when I was giving a talk last night and let me pull up that information because I think it's valuable. The speed at which chat GPT has come online, here are the numbers. In five days, chat GPT crossed a million users in five days. So Netflix took 41 months to get to a million users. Facebook took 10 months. Instagram took 2.5 months. And chat GPT took five days. It's how viral and powerful it is. It was wanted. It's miraculous. People need Mm -hmm. faster, smarter support. Yeah. 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 Well, they want more capability. I think it's a human thing to want more capability. It's just the price and the cost of getting the greater capability, and that's measured in time, effort. But I see all sorts of new consulting models. There's going to be a bridge consulting between you know, the AI world and the non-AI world, there's going to be all these consulting bridges across where somebody will custom design to use GPT, they'll custom design it for the particular industry. So the lead people who are already the most interesting and innovative people in that industry are actually going to be the first people to create the bridges. Absolutely. I've got a new book coming in. It's called Geometry for Staying Cool and Calm. (laughs) (laughs) So I uh, memorized the first 47 propositions of Euclid's geometry when I was my great book school where I went to college. That was the first math book we got. And I was just fascinated how the 47 propositions, you don't get to number 15 until you understand the first 13 and, you know, it goes on. So I came up with three rules, and this is probably a topic for another discussion, but rule number one is everything's made up. Okay, you have to understand something about the world. Everything is made up. You can join that activity. Second one is nobody's in charge. (laughs) And number three is life's not fair. That's great. And you put the three of them together and you get all sorts of, I think you've seen my triple play tool where you just take those three and then you say, okay, how does rule number one connect to rule number two and so on through there. But it's going to be interesting because as technology has gotten greater, human capabilities have gotten better. So my sense is that we'll follow through with, there's just going to be enormous new human capabilities, teamwork capabilities that come out of this. For sure. You know, it's interesting because these technologies People talk about it's coming, talk about it's coming, but the majority of folks ignore it. And then all of a sudden it's here and they go, oh my God, where'd that come from? Well, it didn't just materialize. It's been in development. It's just never reached your threshold of either coolness or impact. You know, I saw a tweet from Greg Brockman, who's the president over at OpenAI. He works under Sam Altman, who I had on A360 stage two years ago. But Greg says... 2023 is going to blow 2022 away and they're going to be releasing GPT-4 
which uh, another comment I saw is imagine an AI that can pass a law bar, right, or a medical licensing exam. I mean, that's what we're going to have next year. And it's going to scare a lot of people. It's going to scare them because they're fearful for their jobs. Well, they're scared already. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You know, that's why you need to remain cool and calm here. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I was glad that we got this one in because there's been so many requests coming in from our coach entrepreneurs saying, you know, I've heard about this. Everybody I talk to who knows anything about it is super excited. And what's your take on it? And how do we think about this? You know, my last book, I don't know if you've received it, is called Thinking About Your Thinking. A lot of people think about things, they think about people, they think about thoughts, but they don't really think about their thinking. And I think this is one where you're being forced by the technology to get really, really good at thinking about your own thinking. I love that. Well, it's going to be, you know, these AI algorithms, we can call it ChatGPT, it's a transient name, it'll be something else next year and something else next month and something else Mm -hmm. after that. It's a category of human-like AI, multifunctional human-like AI, and it's going to be your initial go-to who, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to be like we do with Google right now, but it's going to be the next level where it's able to give you, as you said, first drafts, allow you to create 10x more output or explore 10x more capabilities. And it's going to need to be a part of every entrepreneur's tool chest, just not you as the entrepreneur, but your team needs to start thinking about it. I told you uh, a year ago, I started using GPT-3 as a thought partner in my strategy meetings, right? We would say, what do we want to call this product? And I'm going to chat GPT. This isn't earlier instantiation, much more primitive. And I said, imagine a product that can do this. What would you call it? Give me five names. And it generated great ideas. So how do you use this tech as a thought partner? Yeah, I think that's a great wrap up line because that's what everyone wants to know. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, we're the ones who figured out dogs. (laughs) Well, we created the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are the dogs created us? I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) Who follows behind picking up? (laughs) (laughs) We work for them. Yeah. So, yeah, keep your eyes out for AI. You don't need to become an AI expert. You do need to have someone who's on your team. Yeah. And you do need to be watching and reading and going in deep. I mean, it's the reason I added a fourth day to A360, which is an all AI day because it's a state change Mm -hmm. in the world and a massive state change for any entrepreneur. Yep, yep, totally in agreement. You know, there's not a lot of them that happen, but when one of them happens, you know, it's like stem cells, you know. Yeah. Doctor, we had the good fortune of meeting Dr. Yamanaka and that changed the world. It did, it did. Yeah. Thank you very much, Peter. Thank uh, you, buddy. We'll get this out to everybody. So this is going to be a great journey because this changes our whole exponential wisdom conversation going forward. Yeah, I think in the next couple of conversations, we should bring in Chat GPT as our partner. podcast partner. Yeah. 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 We've done that with Mike Koenigs already. We did it the first time. 
Oh man, I wanted to be first to do that with you. Yeah. I feel like you cheated on me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay. Great to see you. Talk to you. Thanks a lot, Peter.